Randy, you have a project known as Be the Blessing 206. Tell us what this is. About two and a half years ago, I was homeless. I had been homeless at that point for about 10 plus years. And I was working. Um, I'm not a addict or an alcoholic. I'm homeless for different reasons. Um, and I'm from the South, so I've always had a, a pretty good work ethic. So I was working, keeping appointments, doing what I needed to do, and nothing was happening. So, like I said, I'm from the South, and I'm a, a believer in the Lord Jesus, and so I started praying. Now, my prayer was complaining. I was uh, complaining to God, trying to figure out why the system wasn't working for me. Um, I'm black, so there was a little bit of that in there, you know, the system's holding me down and this and that. I'm working hard. I'm on and on and on. And God said to me, well, Randy, if you want a blessing, you have to be a blessing to other people. And that was probably the one thing I wasn't doing was being a blessing to other people. So uh, Be the Blessing 206, 206 being the area code in Seattle, is me um, trying to get a blessing from God by being a blessing to humanity. Does that answer your question? It does. So in what form do you bless? Uh, you know, I understand I've read some background that uh, haircuts seem to play a major role. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, there's two. The main one is free haircuts for the homeless. So it's Be the Blessing 206 would be the name of my nonprofit, I guess. And then one of the services we offer is free haircuts for the homeless. So I was um, where this started or the first haircut, I guess, was I was at a uh, day center where you can shower and, and wash your clothes. And I was cutting my own hair with a cheap pair of $10 clippers. And a guy asked me, a black gentleman, if I could, if he could use my clippers when I was done. Now, when you're homeless, you don't want to give people your stuff. And this was in the middle of, this was the beginning of COVID. So you, you, you really didn't want to hand people your stuff. So I, I, I believe I politely told him no. Thought about it. That was about maybe three weeks after the, the, the prayer. And I asked him back. I went and found him. And I said, hey, man, can I cut your hair? And let him back into the the bathroom there and he he stood there because there's no chairs plug the clippers in and he it, like i said he was black so i was familiar with his hair so it wasn't hard to do and then after seeing the joy and the you know he thanked me he gave me a hug and you know kind of dapped me up and and you know was very appreciative took that over the next couple of days and figured out that that was the blessing that god was talking about he he seemed to be blessed and even being homeless with no resources, I was able to provide that blessing. So from there, you have apparently done a lot of free haircuts. How many would you estimate at this point? So this is the math that I do. I've been asked that a few times. So this is just general, off-the-top, basic math. I, I, if you count the whole year, I do more haircuts in the summer than in the winter, obviously because of the weather, and I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I would say I do, I cut hair about five days a week and I do about eight to 10 haircuts. So to me, that puts me at about 1800 a year, give or take. That's a lot of haircuts. Yeah. And we're, we're approaching about two and a half years coming up. 
Here's a question. When you first started out, now, you didn't have a lot of equipment. What, what did you use when you would approach people and they'd say, yeah, give me a haircut? You know, where did you go and, and what kind of gear did you have? So this is a testament to the community involvement and, in, I guess, social media. So when I started, I just had that $10 Walgreen or well, actually, I got the Clippers off the street. Some, you know, truth be told, I'm sure that person stole them. But, you know, when you're homeless, that's how you get stuff. Sometimes you need a pair of jeans and you got five bucks and somebody's got them. That's what you do. And you got to go to work. So I started with just that. And I would cut hair at places where there were open outlets in the city. Um, there, it was, there weren't too, too many of those. So I got the idea to go to one of those day centers because that's where I cut the one guy's hair. So I would use trash bags to, as a cape. You know, when you go into a barber shop and they put that cape around you, I would use a trash bag. Um, I'd cut a hole in the top and then I'd cut holes for the arms. Um, and then I would just build from there. First, I was using um, a cup with alcohol to clean the clippers. Now I've got, um, you know, through community donations, uh, uh, an, uh, an actual barber can of spray that, that literally disinfects. Um, I was using a milk crate um, when I was outside or a rock or, you know, maybe um, anything that was near an outlet. And then I evolved to a, uh, a portable uh, generator. So then I could move a little bit. So it just got, I was using scissors when i was doing scissor over comb cuts i was using the type of scissors you'd cut use for arts and crafts to cut cardboard with you know and then upgraded to a 30 dollar pair of barber scissors you know from the community so yeah stuff like that i know when i get a haircut generally you know i look in the mirror feel better a uh, little bit of gray there but you know whatever so a haircut <laughs> can, can, can make people feel better does that when you give a homeless person a haircut do you sense uh, that they feel better that they're happier yeah, so um, I would, you know, just a shameless plug here. If you go to YouTube and you go to hashtag be the blessing 206, uh, just all one word, I have a testimonies video. So when people ask me that question, I'll answer you directly. But um, I also want to let the people that receive the haircut speak for themselves. There's about 10 testimonies there. One or two of them are in Spanish from Spanish individuals as natives. Caucasians, blacks, the, the, the whole nine. Um, and then, yes, um, I, one, of, one of the blessings, this is the, the, the second part. One of the blessings is I can literally see people relax as I'm cutting their hair. Like, have you ever watched somebody and, you know, may, maybe you've been on a first date and it's going well. And when the, when the, the, the other person got there, you know, you got those initial jitters from a first date, but as the conversation goes on, you see them relax and maybe um, um, become comfortable in their chair. You start seeing them eat different. Mm -hmm. Maybe they start talking more. Things like that happen um, in the barber chair. And you can imagine people are very reserved because of the things that they've gone through, that they're, that they're going through in homelessness. So I, it's a great joy. And I think that is the real blessing um, beyond the haircut. And it sounds like that would lead to a lot of conversations. Are you in a position to, to give tips or to point people maybe to places they could get help and so forth? Yeah. So, um, I, I, 
I got a story. I, I try to keep a story. I, I think I can get it in in about a minute and a half. You, you want to hear it? Go for it. Okay, cool. So um, there was this young lady who you could tell she was, and I want to use the proper terminology, um, I, I think mentally challenged might be it. Like she was born that way. It wasn't from meth use or illicit drugs or anything. And she came up to me and she asked me for some favors. And so I was like, uh, I'm good. But she had like a mini, it was a, it was a white girl, but she had like a mini Afro. So I could tell that if I cut her hair, she would just want it like a number one or a number two really low. So I offered to cut her hair and, and, and she, you know, she was stunned because, mo you know, like most people, they, what free haircut, what are you talking about? So I cut her hair and where I cut hair predominantly is right around third and James downtown Seattle. And there's a, a shelter uh, up on fourth and James. So it's just a block up. And I took her up there and said, this is a place where you can get, um, shelter and then possibly down the road housing. So long story short, uh, actually, I actually cut her hair, not outside, but at that, that, uh, day center. So long story short, after she got her hair cut, I cut some more people's hair. She went and filled out the paperwork and did all that. A bunch of sweet ladies took care of her. I went up there and told her the, the you know, kind of this story that I'm telling you, they took care of her. I'm walking out, leaving probably two blocks down the street she and the other person come up behind me come tell and she comes telling me i got in i got in now i know that she's about to get three squares well, maybe not squares because it's a shelter but she's about to get the opportunity to eat three times she's gonna have a shower a bed and you know i'm you know I, i'll pray for her but she doesn't necessarily have to do the things that she was doing before and so again you know, there the the blessing is beyond the haircut. And it sounds like you know you're receiving the echo of the blessing back yourself by you bless and and here comes a blessing back on you, right? Yeah. So if I can describe the blessing real quick, a lot of people might think it's monetary or certain things, but the blessing that that the main blessing and all those are blessings, but the main blessing is that. I guess through all of the outpouring and the, you know, just the likes on Instagram and YouTube and you reaching out to me and the Seattle times saying, Hey, we noticed you. And, you know, I guess like an artist, you just want people to see it and say, you know, Hey, good job. And that allows me, I mean, I got to be, I mean, you've, we've talked for a minute now. I got to be the most joyful homeless person sleeping under a freeway you've ever talked to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, do I sound hungry and fatigued? And no, you sound like someone maybe that just went out to uh, to the mall and had a nice lunch or something. I mean, you 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 sound very up and perky and 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 with it and and hopeful. I appreciate that, and and that comes, you know, from that. That's what I receive back because I tell you what, man, I was the opposite of that when I was praying. And you, you took the Lord seriously and, and went out and, and did what you thought he wanted you to do, and, and now you're feeling it. So here's a question then. Yeah. You obviously are enthused, energetic. You know, you understand social media. You're, you know, you're, you're on the ball. 
What What are your plans? Because you technically now, I think you live in a shelter, right? What are your plans to kind of get better yourself? You know, with uh, you, you have employment periodically, so forth. Yeah. So yeah, I'll tell you the plan, um, and, and I appreciate you asking. So I am currently under I five, but that's fine. Um, the The future plan about. A week ago or so, I put this out, um, and I, I pretty much started it yesterday on, on social media. And it's called, um, Ayo, where are you from? And what that's about is think either Pin Pal or um, I used to work at a family Christian bookstore, and there's this thing called World Vision. So what this is is I've noticed um, that there is – something that keeps people from wanting to help getting to people that can actually do something with the help or as I call uh, homeless people that don't want to be homeless anymore. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the influence and the, the goodwill that I've built up and I'm going to do two to three minute interviews um, and put them on YouTube. And what that's going to look like is I'm going to take questions that I've received from my social media and my followers, and I'm going to interview certain, like, specific homeless people that are, like you were just saying, you know, maybe working or, um, you know, just have, have a different mindset of, hey, you know, I'm homeless now, but I want to be something else and I've got plans. And I'm going to interview them, get their story, ask their questions, ask them questions, um, and then put that on YouTube. And then what I'll do is I'll post that on Instagram. You have what's called uh, 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 friend, close friends. So I'll post that specifically to my close friends, and I'll open it up to everybody else. What this will allow is that'll keep, like, say you've got somebody who maybe works 40, 50, 60 hours, and they can only get in the community and help once or twice, twice a year or something like that. Like I know barbers that cut hair, but they only do it once or twice a year. Right. Well, this will allow for people not just to give to Randy, who's going around cutting hair and all his people are getting his haircuts, which don't get me wrong. That's a blessing, but that'll allow someone like yourself or somebody else or, or a family or a church group or a, you know, a non-church group, you know, whatever group to help Sarah, or Mike, you know, Sarah maybe is caught in a drug addiction and is trying to get her daughter back. And maybe Eileen over in Florida was in the same situation and got her daughter back and can communicate with Sarah up here in Seattle. Or maybe Richard lost his CDL and is slowly paying his fines to get back in, you know, in good standing and is staying at a shelter and is working part time at such and such. And maybe you know, Mike hears that story and had the same situation. So one icebreaker question I found in doing this is asking people where they're from. So that's where I got, hey, oh, where are you from? All right. How does that, how does that sound? You sound like a, a journalist slash advocate. And I mean, awesome. <laughs> which is a good thing. I mean, the, the homeless situation in so many cities, uh, you know, the the government is trying to help, and they're building many houses, miniature houses, and 
I know that sometimes the government will go in and will clear out tents and areas, and you know, it's yeah, it, it seems to be a, a growing situation, and a lot of people have compassion, but it seems like, you know, it's not working. What, what do you think that what's what can the solution be if there is one? So I've got two things, and 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 I don't know that there's solutions, but I'm going for it. So. One of them is I've got a post up that I, I put up often, um, and it says homeless organizations do not need more money. They need better leadership. And what I'm out to prove, quite frankly, is that the community, when the money is directed, because all this government money for all of these, you know, name your nonprofit, all of that money comes through taxes, which comes from people, citizens, if that money is pointed in the right direction, the answer isn't ending homelessness. The answer is getting people out of homelessness. In other words, they're homeless for too long. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, the poor will be with you always. So you're always going to, you know, there's going to be a hurricane Katrina. I mean, everybody's not homeless because of crack and mess and heroin. You know, some people are homeless because of heroin. uh, hurricanes, earthquakes, and tornadoes. And what was it, Joplin, Kansas, I think? It was a Missouri, I'm from yeah. Flor- I'm from Florida. We had Hurricane Andrew and all kinds, Hurricane Charlie and all kinds of hurricanes. And, yep. and so when you, get, when you get individuals like that, like say, for example, you've got an alcoholic, right, who's in the homeless shelter, and he does not want to change. And you've got somebody who's struggling with alcoholism, and he wants to change. Well, the longer you keep that uh, alcoholic who's trying to change with the alcoholic who doesn't want to change, the chances of success for the one who wants to change goes down month by month by month. So what we need to do is with AO, where you from, is here, number one, which, which, which actually brings me to my second point. My other post is stop, look, listen. And what that is to say is if we stop and we are able to hear and get the true issue and not only help, not, not always help with money, but help like people who are housed help. A lot of times we help with networking. Hey, man, I know a guy who's building a deck. He'll give minimum wage in Seattle pays you about 130 a day, 125, 130, depending on your taxes. Hey man, I know a guy who's building the deck. That's like a four-day job. He'll pay you one sixty a day if you come out help him for six, seven hours. Now you didn't give that guy money. You networked and you helped him get to the money. If that makes sense. Yeah, it so, wasn't a handout. It's a, it's a work and some satisfaction with your hands. You know, accomplishing something. Yeah. How how about if I need ID so I can get a job? Now you might do money there, right? But you might you might um, go with them. And if you go with them, that gives you the opportunity, which is, which is my third post, accountability, relationship, experience. If you go with them, you can build a relationship. You go with them, you pay the 30 bucks to get his ID or whatever. That's not a stretch for most of us. And now 
he has ID and he's got more to do. Whereas if he's in the system, all he's getting is a bed, some coffee in the morning, and the use of a microwave. If someone would like to 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 find out more, you, you've mentioned a number of social media outlets you have. Can you go over again the best place to go to find out about about you and and uh, be the blessing two hundred six and so forth? Yeah. So if you put uh, if you put the hashtag be the blessing two hundred six on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Instagram and YouTube are the best. And Facebook. So Instagram and YouTube are the best. But if you put that like a hashtag, you know, no spaces, not a, not a sentence, you should be able to find me. And then again, my name is Randy Miller. That should work too. Randy, I really appreciate you standing under I-5 and, and sharing your heart with us. Uh, is, it, is it sunny or what's the weather right, right now? It's fantastic, man. It's, um, I got to think it's about 60 degrees. All right. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to um, hang up from this, go get some tacos, and cut some hair. All right. Hey, I appreciate you talking with us. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, brother.